Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for Sunday, October 30th, as the Flyers go down and defeat. First game to go to extra time last night as the Carolina Hurricanes tied it late in the hockey game. About 2.05 left when Martin Natchez beat Carter Hart. And that took him to overtime, where Brent Burns, with 54 seconds left in overtime, beat Hart as well. And the Carolina Hurricanes get the win. It's a 4-3 final. Canes over the Flyers. A couple things in this game. Flyers go down 2-0 in the first period. Jordan Stahl and Jordan Martin. Look, it was the Jordan show in the first. Uh, get the two goals for Carolina. So we head to the second period, and the Flyers, 5-14 in, get the first career goal as a Flyer from Nick Delarier, assisted by Lucas Sedlak and Wade Allison. Flyers cut the lead in half, and then just two minutes and four seconds later on the power play. Power play looked good last night. Got the one goal by Owen Tippett uh, to tie the score. Uh, Travis Konechny with a nice play, and Tony D'Angelo. But the power play on a number of occasions really moved the puck well, got some good opportunities, grabbed some territorial advantage, a little momentum at the time as well. And the Flyers get two second-period goals and get the game tied at two, heading into the third period. Wade Allison scored in the third period at 6.09, his second of the season. It just uh, the first goal since the first game of the year for Wade Allison. Sedlak with another assist. Nick Delarier with an assist. So Sedlak and Delarier both have a two-point night. Wade Allison, his second of the season. Natchez, as I mentioned, at 17.55, scored unassisted to tie the game. And then Brent Burns wins it in overtime. Flyers were outshot in the game 38-29. to But once again, the team battles back. Goes down 2-0 in this game. They've now done that on three occasions. And then all three have gotten the game at least tied up. And uh, on this occasion, they didn't win it. They lost in overtime. They get the one point. And uh, this season so far, in second periods, they're outscoring their opponents 10-4. to There were two goals in the game last night in the first. They're getting outscored in the first period, 9-6. to As I mentioned, 10-4 to in the second period. And then they have a, a slight goals advantage, 8-7 to in third periods so far this season. Decent game. You know, battling back once again against a very good team. You grab a point. I'm not a big, you know, the all-important point guy, but you take the point. You don't deny it. And the Flyers, you know, even though there was some territorial advantage to Carolina, they didn't get inside a whole heck of a lot. Matter of fact, the expected goals model in the game actually had the Flyers with the higher probability. So Flyers did a good job getting a lot of shots down around anti-Ranta, and really made life difficult for him. Some tips, some good uh, screens and layered shots, good movement of the puck. Uh, but they fall just a little short in this one. We still haven't gone to overtime this season. And that's the first beyond regulation game of the season. Uh, but the Flyers will take the point. So they finished the month of October. October hockey is now done for the Flyers. So they finished the month in the top spot in the division and a record of 5-2-1. two and one. They've got 11 points. They're actually tied with Carolina, who's got a record through eight games as well at 5-2-1. Devils and the Rangers each have 10 points. Rangers have played nine games. Devils have played eight. Uh, Penguins have played eight games or 4-3-1 with nine points. The Isles, 4-4-0 with eight points in eight games. Uh, the Caps, 4-4-0, eight points in eight games. And the Columbus Blue Jackets in nine games, 3-6-0, six, six points. With Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine, and they're struggling and scuffling right now. There are the Columbus Blue Jackets. Another big week of hockey coming up as the Flyers will go to New York. Going to hit a three-game road trip. They'll be in the Garden, Madison Square Garden, to take on the Rangers Tuesday night. Head north of the border to take on Toronto for Wednesday night. Another back-to-back. 
And then we'll see the Ottawa Senators a week from yesterday in Ottawa. They'll face their former teammate, Claude Giroux, as a member of the Ottawa Senators there. The following Saturday, we'll see Claude Giroux at Wells Fargo Center. And on Tuesday, November 8th, they'll return home to take on the St. Louis Blues. Craig Berube back in the barn. So Flyers, big week ahead. Three games all on the road and more information to follow. We got some more information to follow yesterday morning, and it was not good news. As Chuck Fletcher met with the media yesterday morning to discuss a second back surgery for Sean Couturier. Couturier had uh, something called revised back surgery, back revision surgery. And if you're like me, you probably Googled that because I never heard of it. I did not go to medical school. Uh, But Chuck Fletcher, when he met with the media, explained a lot of the details in the timeline, what lies ahead for Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson as well. And when he met with the media yesterday, and here is what he had to say. Uh, Can you give us more details on Sean? What back revision surgery? It's not a term I don't think I've ever heard. Yeah, essentially, uh, you know, they went into the same area and uh, had to to do some more repairs. Um, You know, with Sean, it's been... It's been a long road, uh, even going back to June and July. As I mentioned to you guys earlier, he, he felt tightness. He felt some nerve irritation from time to time. And, uh, you know, he was told to continue to, to train, and, and he felt better as the summer went along. And then prior to camp, uh, you know, symptoms seemed to get a little bit worse, so we pulled him back. And at that point, we tried to treat it non-surgically. He got an epidural. It brought instant relief. Uh, for a couple weeks, he felt great. Uh, really the best he had felt in a long time. And then that seemed to wear off and, um, you know, the symptoms came back again. So it's sort of been four or five months of this persistent uh, nerve irritation and symptoms. So after speaking with a few different specialists, it was decided to, to go back in and, um, and, and to repair it. So it's in the same place as it was the surgery back in February? Yes. Um, he, John said the other day that he irritated it. I, like Going back to September, Sean sat here and said, I'm fully clear for training camp, and they never got on the ice. And then he said, you guys said recently that you're trying to slow him down. Like, When did this sort of irritation come back that we're at the surgical point now? It, it's, again, it's really been there since June and July, and there was periods where it felt better. Um, prior to camp, the symptoms were persisting. Um, you know, so the medical group said, you know, this shouldn't be happening this, this far after the initial surgery. So again, we, we pulled him back, we slowed down the rehab, we gave him an epidural, which at times can reduce that inflammation. It brings in some relief, but also hopefully it settles down the area. And we hope, you know, there was a hope that maybe that would allow him to come back to play quicker. Uh, but in the, in the end, this, the symptoms just kept reappearing. You know, the, the irritation kept reappearing. So, you know, I don't know if there was any one incident. It's sort of been a continuation where there's been some, you know, good days and good weeks and then bad days and bad weeks. And But it just wasn't right um, for where he should be in, in, the, in the return to play process. So we, we, you know, in speaking with several specialists, um, you know, it became pretty apparent that, surgery was the only way to, to hopefully resolve this. And, and that's the one positive out of this. There's been so much uncertainty going back to, uh, I remember sitting in the draft in Montreal and, and, and reading the medical report and thinking, you know, he shouldn't be at this place. Um, but I think there's finally a little bit more clarity and, um, and hopefully for Sean, there's, 
there's some relief so he can feel better. And then, uh, you know, ultimately we're, we're still hopeful he'll come back and play. To Chuck, clarify the... if you're able, is it a re-injury? It wasn't fully healing properly or was there still damage? I don't know if anybody could know, but it's okay. the same area. Um, you know, these surgeries are not 100%. Uh, unfortunately, there's a 10% chance that they don't uh, they don't fit. So was he one of those 10% initially? Was there something that exacerbated things in the summer? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it um, you know, it's been a frustrating process. But again, I think finally we have some clarity and I think we're, we're going to get Sean to a better place. Chuck, is there a read on how this could affect his career long-term? Like, do they feel like, do doctors feel like this surgery can help him get back to feeling normal completely, or is this something that can maybe hamper him? No, I, absolutely. I think the uh, I haven't spoken to Dr. Dossett. Um, I know our medical group has, and and you know he's uh, I think he's confident that this will this will really help Sean. Okay. Does he now go on long-term injury reserve, and then do you kind of look? How do you look to fill that hole? I mean, obviously, you know Kevin's played a lot of minutes. Noah's played some time in the middle. What do you do from a roster standpoint here moving forward now that you have some clarity on at least how long he's going to be out? That's a good question. I mean, we, we have plenty of LTI space right now with, with Ryan and, and Patrick Brown on LTIR. So we have we have plenty of space to to carry 23 players to make the adjustments we need to claim Kiefer Bellows. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to see. I think right now uh, we're still building. Uh, you know, as John has spoken to a lot of torts, keeps bringing that up. We're... We've integrated a lot of young players and some new players, and we have uh, new systems, new coaches. So I think right now uh, we'll probably let things play out and see how we do. And, uh, you know, it's not easy to replace Sean Couturier. And, and again, the hope is that in three to four months he'll be, he'll be back. So we'll just have to take it, you know, game by game and week by week. All the old cliches, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Do you have any update on Cam Atkinson? You know, he's sort of, he and Sean were sort of together, sort of in this, we're hoping they're week-to-week, day-to-day kind of thing. Do you have any update on Cam? Well, clearly it's more week-to-week at this point than day-to-day. Uh, but not much. He's, he's made some progress, and it's it's been frustrating for him, and nobody wants to play more than Cam, and, you know, we'll just see how things progress. Whatever his issue, upper body issue is, is a surgery sort of in the offing for him? I or can't even speculate say? on that, yeah. Chuck, do you ever... Scratch your head consistently, just say, when is this going to stop? <laughs> well, look, again, I, not, not that this is good news on Sean, but on the, on the other hand, again, for five months from my perspective, it's been, I think he's going to play, but is he going to play? And, and now at least we have some clarity on, on a return to, uh, return to play timeline. And, and again, for Sean, hopefully this brings him some relief on a day-to-day basis, and uh, first and foremost, and then from there we can get, get him back to... Uh, you know, into the return to play protocols. So, you know, this group has been resilient so far this year. Uh, Torch has done a great job bringing some accountability. And I know the players are, are focused on what they're doing and they're, they're buying in and, and we'll just have to continue to push forward. How does Sean seem spirits-wise? I haven't spoken to him in the last day. He was, he was a little, uh, you know, groggy a couple of days ago. But, uh, you know, again, I think he's just had concern. Um, Again, I remember speaking to him in July. He's like, I, should I be feeling this way? And, um, you know, four or five months after the surgery at that point. And so I think for him, I think there, there's some relief, again, that we've, you know, we, we, uh, we've made a move and he feels comfortable with that. And, and uh, you know, again, I think he's looking forward. He really wants to play. And I think he's hopeful that this will give him a chance to come back. Is he back home yet or is he still in Texas? No. 
he's still, still what's the ETF for him to come back at least uh, ho hopefully by the end of the weekend or early next week but uh, just just want to make sure that the, the doctors are comfortable before he comes back and you're confident Chuck that he could actually come back this season and make an impact if if all goes well <laughs> yes yeah I, I am um yes Flyers general manager Chuck Fletcher addressing the media yesterday morning uh, on Sean Couturier Cam Atkinson and others James Van Riemsdyk going to be out about six weeks as well uh, had that surgery on Friday for his broken left index finger uh, so James will be out for uh, a while longer another six weeks and uh, the Flyers have to keep plugging the holes of the dam with as many fingers as they've got left. Uh, but they have a big week coming up. Rangers Tuesday, Leafs Wednesday, Senators Saturday. And tomorrow, on Monday's episode, Bill Meltzer will join us for another edition. So, everybody, enjoy your Sunday. Good start of the season for the October portion for the Flyers. And we'll talk to you tomorrow with Bill Meltzer on a brand new Flyers Day.